0: Welcome today, as my dad David shares from his heart this short, biblically-based devotional. David is a speaker, author, former pastor, songwriter, and founding director of Youth with the Mission, Montana. He is also the author of the song, In Moments Like These. This song appropriately describes this podcast, and I know his message will be encouraging to you. I'm sure you know by now that I don't love airplanes. I'm thankful for them. They've carried me to countries around the world, to states and nations, where I've joined hands with some really wonderful humans. So I'm grateful for airplanes, I just don't love them. I find them to be a little bit untrustworthy. I mean, think about it. A fully loaded 747 airliner can weigh as much as 987,000 pounds. That's getting sorta close to a million pounds, you know. And that's some serious heavy metal to be calmly gliding through very thin air high above solid surfaces like continents or above large wet surfaces between the continents. Did I just say calmly gliding through the thin air? Those of you who have flown a lot know that's just not always the case. I'll never forget one flight in particular. It was in early September of 1994, I believe, when I was returning home from a week of teaching at YWAM's University of the Nation in Kona, Hawaii. I was on a plane that would take me from Kona to Honolulu before heading east to Seattle and then on home to Montana. I guessed it would be a rough ride because there had been a hurricane that had passed by not far off the coast of the Hawaiian Islands only a day or so before. And the residual winds from the giant storm were still blowing really strong when I boarded my plane. And I guessed right. The entire 45-minute flight was like a roller coaster ride on steroids. But it was especially bad during our descent, and much more so just before the landing at Honolulu's Inouye International Airport. It was then that the situation got kind of questionable. Because... Not too long before the wheels were to hit the runway, the captain suddenly hit the throttle and thrusted the plane into a steep climb to avoid being blown by the high winds into the airport terminal buildings. Now that caught the attention of a lot of passengers. I heard a couple short scream-like noises during that move. Those fun moments resulted in a big right-hand turn and another wild and rocky 10-minute full-circle ride out over the Pacific to make another attempted landing. I say attempted because, though this time the pilot altered his approach to account for the huge wind force, the exact same thing happened again. And once more, to avoid colliding into crowded buildings, the captain hit the gas, pulled up the nose, and aimed the plane out to sea again to try a third time. And once more, there were a few of those short scream-like noises. I noticed there were a few people reaching for air-sick bags and I could sense a growing uneasiness spreading throughout the airplane's cabin. Everyone that I could see was looking pretty worried. Everyone, except the man sitting in the aisle seat right next to me. He was totally calm. Perhaps you're wondering, What was going on in my mind as we circled through the angry Hawaiian skies for a third time? Well, I wasn't enjoying my day all that much up to that point. But overall, I was calm too. Huh. You might be thinking that I, David, must be naturally brave. (laughs) Not so much. You see, I had an advantage over most all the other passengers. I knew something they didn't know. And I'll tell you what that was in just a minute. Because this is the time that I often turn to the Bible to draw on a short story. You've probably caught on by now that I have a soft spot in my heart for David of the Old Testament. I just love the man's heart and his character. And perhaps he was one who was naturally brave. But I think more likely, David learned how to be brave. Here's the definition of bravery. It's the state of having or showing mental strength to face danger, fear, or difficulty. Remember, bravery isn't a feeling of fearlessness. It's a strong state of mind followed by an action which one chooses in the face of fear or danger, or difficulty. So, where did David acquire his strong state of mind, his bravery? Through experience, through challenging experiences that unfolded under the protection and the covering of God. As you probably remember, that as a shepherd boy, David wrestled with, he struck down and killed both a lion and a bear, which had each tried to carry off one of his sheep. As a result of his choices during those experiences, David would one day be able to say to King Saul, which is recorded in 1 Samuel 17, Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine, Goliath, will be like one of them, because he has defiled the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of the Philistine. And of course, David showed his bravery again in the face of danger when he did face Goliath. And God did rescue him, just as David had trusted God to do. And operating in that state of bravery, motivated by his trust in God, David would spend most of his life living on the edge. That doesn't mean he lived his life recklessly. David knew and understood his humanity and how vulnerable he would be if it wasn't for God. Case in point, just hours before escaping the palace of King Saul, David said this to Saul's son Jonathan in 1 Samuel 20, verse 3. As the Lord lives and as your soul lives, there is but a step between me and death. David wasn't foolish. He knew that real dangers existed, and those dangers, as we've read before, would sometimes cause God to lead him into a mountain cave. But whether going into a cave or going into battle, it was David's trust in God and in nothing else that allowed him to calmly live his life on the edge. It was all about trust. Trust in God. David would one day write these words in Psalm 20, verse 7. Some trust in chariots and some trust in horses, but we trust in the Lord our God. And David trusted his God to help him even when he wrongfully went a little too far. I really like the message translation of David's Psalm 118 verse 13. I was right on the cliff edge, ready to fall when God grabbed me and held me. Living on the edge is all about trust. Now, back to my shaky airplane ride moments. As our plane approached the airport's runway for the third time, I could see the tension rising on the faces of my fellow passengers, and I understood why. But, as I said, I was very calm, because, as I said, I knew something most of them didn't know. And here's what I knew. The reason I was calm was, one, as I shared in our third episode, our Father in Heaven had performed a miraculous healing in my life several years earlier after I had suffered a horrible panic attack on an airplane, and I had come to know that I was one of his loved sons, and I could trust him no matter what. And the second reason I was calm, and you might smile at this, I was smiling at the time, it was because the very calm man sitting on the aisle seat next to me was my leader and friend, Lauren Cunningham. The founder, and still at the helm today, of Youth with a Mission, YWAM International. (laughs) And I knew that our Father in Heaven had a lot more for Lauren to do on this earth. And I also knew this, Lauren never went anywhere unless God told him to, and God wasn't going to let anything happen to Lauren Cunningham's airplane. Thinking back, it makes me smile right now. And I was right. Our Father in Heaven wasn't done with Lorne. Since starting YWAM alongside his dear and brave wife Darlene in 1960, there are now, 28 years after that plane ride together, there are now over 1,500 YWAM bases in 187 countries with over 20,000 full-time staff members. YWAM's University of the Nations, U of N, now operates in 650 locations in 160 countries, providing programs in approximately 100 languages around the world. Altogether, over 4.5 million short-term missionaries have been sent out to the nations. Lauren himself has traveled to every single nation on Earth. He still travels to over 30 nations a year, meeting with kings, dignitaries, popes, crowds of many thousands, and of course, spending lots of time offering leadership and vision at multiple YWAM locations. Today, Youth with a Mission is one of the largest mission organizations in the world, and it all started with a brave visionary named Lauren Cunningham. There are so many good things that could be said about Lauren, but for today, I'll go with this one. In my eyes, I see Lauren like David, Of the Bible. I've loved my several times alone with him over time. I've always loved his heart and character. Like David of ancient history, Loren is a man who fully puts his trust in God. And because of that, he's fully willing to live on the edge. One of his several books, by the way, is entitled, Daring to Live on the Edge. Can you imagine the challenges, even the dangers he's faced trying to get the good word to every nation in the world? And there are 195 of them. And he's been to multiple nations more than once, which would account for a reported 10 million-plus miles he's flown on just one commercial airline. That doesn't include many non-commercial small single-engine planes, one of which I was on when he asked if he could take over the controls just over the top of some very tall and pointy mountains in southern British Columbia, Canada. Oh, well. Lauren was flying the plane, and he was calm and happy. And I felt calm and happy. You know, I'm quite sure that King David's fighting followers felt the same way about their leader. They knew that David trusted God. They knew God was with him and with them. And that brought calm. Their souls, and often I'm sure, smiles to their faces. Dear friend, I felt so strongly that I was to share this story and message with you today, and I feel I'm to close with these few thoughts, reminders. First, this: you don't have to be King David or Lorne Cunningham to be intensely loved and cared for by God. You're one of His precious children, and you can trust Him. He will be there when you're living on the edge. And remember this, there are or will be others that will be watching your trust in God and your bravery in action. And you will be a means by which your Heavenly Father will strengthen them. You will help them to trust, and you will help calm their souls. Oh dear father, thank you for always being there with us. Thank you for being here with us in this very moment. And in this moment, I have something to ask of you. I ask you to infuse and saturate my dear friend, this dear one of yours with a sense of trust like never before. Give this one a strong state of mind, Bring on the calm and bring on the smile. Let it be. You've been listening to In Moments Like These with David Graham. If you'd like to contact David or find out more information about In Moments Like These, please visit InMomentsLikeThese.com.